Tonight, as Holocaust Remembrance Day passes, we ask ourselves, is the nation full of neo-Nazis? I'm Roaming Millennial, and you're watching Uncensored. Welcome back to the show. This past weekend was Holocaust Remembrance Day, as well as the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. And now, as much as we all know that the Holocaust was a terrible thing, and a lot of people pledged to never forget, I think we've actually entered a stage in politics where not only have people uh, begun to misunderstand exactly what the Holocaust was, but we're actually, in, in a lot of ways, our society, um, using it as a political tool against the people who are ideologically opposed to us. And yes, I am, of course, referring to the left's frequent use of the terms Nazi and Hitler when they're talking about conservatives or figures like Donald Trump. And this episode is not just about conservatives like me not liking being called a Nazi, which of course I don't, nobody does, especially when my ideology is nothing akin to Nazism. But I think when a whole generation of people begins to uh, misunderstand and throw around terms even though they don't know what they mean, I think it is a sign that we are perhaps getting closer to a point in history where maybe this thing could happen again. And that brings me to an opinion piece I saw recently on the Huffington Post. Rip that entire opinion piece section, but here we go. So by Sarah Bubbles, apparently half of Canada thinks the U.S. is full of Nazis, a survey says. According to one survey, 47% of Canadian respondents said there are a great deal of or many neo-Nazis in the U.S. Only 17% said there are a great deal of or many neo-Nazis in their own country. And this isn't just a deal of Canadians being ignorant because the problem is actually worse in the U.S. itself. Quote, like their northern neighbors, Americans also saw a Nazi problem in the U.S. According to the earlier survey, a total of 51% said there are a great deal of or many neo-Nazis in their own country. And here to discuss this with me is my producer, Liam. Is this true? Are there a great deal of or many neo-Nazis in this country? Uh, naturally, yes. Um, everyone who was Republican, namely. Of course, that's a um, big number of people. Yeah. yeah, and even some Democrats. <laughs> uh, the ones that, that don't want Bernie and socialism. Right. I think that's the answer to that. Um, no, I mean, I think this is a big problem because obviously there's a difference between the actual <clears throat> National Socialist Party of Germany and, um, well, anything that's happened in the United States in mainstream politics. And I don't think that necessarily everyone who uses the term uh, neo-Nazi or, or Nazi is actually ignorant. I think most people know exactly what they're doing. They're characterizing s someone. It, it's a complete bash and the other people just kind of buy into it. Right. So. But I mean, that's, that's a problem because if we, if we look at numbers of things like hate crimes, um, there are obviously not many neo-Nazis in, in the U.S. It's just, it's, completely just outside the realm of what's actually happening. But yes. I think when people get used to throwing around the word neo-Nazis, even if those people themselves, maybe they're just doing it to be malicious and hyperbolic. Mm -hmm. But I think it does cultivate this appearance, at least, where people would think, yeah, there, of course there are a lot of neo-Nazis. I hear about it all yeah. the time on the media. I mean, we have an alleged neo-Nazi in the White House, and it's it's really, really disappointing because the Holocaust was a travesty for human rights violations. I mean, six million Jews alone died. And, you know, we often talk about uh, the cost of Jewish life, which is obviously horrible. But mm. there's also millions and millions more people that also died in the conflict. Yep. So it was just Absolutely. in all one of the most terrible things to happen in that century. I don't yeah. I'm not sure if anything as bad has happened since. So the, the fact that I don't know, people think that's that ideology is still alive and well in the US. It's just how, how, how it's so divorced from reality. Yeah, well, what's interesting to me just on that note is that 
I bet you if you were to take historical surveys of how many neo-Nazis people perceive to be in the States, that that number is increasing right now, like as Donald Trump ma maintains his presidency and what have you, like people just keep on thinking there's more and more neo-Nazis. That they're being emboldened by the Trump presidency. Of course, and what have yeah. you. But if you look at like the inverse correlation of virtually all crime on the planet, you know, there's just the like, opposite is it's true. It's the opposite of true. Like, right. the, like yeah, exactly. There's far less neo Nazis than there ever were. There's yeah. far less racial violence than there ever was um, in history of the planet. Yeah. So it, it's just it's nonsensical completely. And I think you know when it comes to actually calling out real legitimate instances of white supremacy or anti semitism, I absolutely think we should do that. It's important to do that. But at the same time. Um, if we take those stories and inflate them, inflate them to the point where people think that either uh, they they were more serious than they were, or they're more frequent than they are, then it's a problem. And an instance of this is perhaps uh, sh the Charlottesville rallies that took place. The media was abso absolutely just wall-to-wall -wall coverage of that. And like, don't get me wrong, I don't agree ideologically with the people that took part in the Charlottesville rally. But at the same time, there was like, what, five, five, 500 of them? It was supposed to be this like national thing call for the alt-right to come together. You got like five, 500 people. And e even of those people that were there, I think it was originally supposed to be like about a statue. And that's not me covering for them. I think mm -hmm. it actually was originally supposed to be about the statue. I think maybe there were some people who were just there for that. Um, so, so, you know, taking uh, hundreds of people gathering and, and shouting things like, obviously they were shouting, Jews will not replace us, awful. Um, but that's not representative of the entire country. And it's like, yes, let's condemn it, but let's also keep in mind that this is a very small portion of the population. And um, there's actually a, an article that came out from Times earlier this year titled, quote, survey reveals gaps in knowledge of Holocaust history and that most Americans believe it could happen again. One researcher told Time that the results of a study showed significant themes. One is that major knowledge gap exists. For example, 45% of all adults cannot name a concentration camp or ghetto, but the other is a broad consensus that learning the history of the Holocaust is important. The article also said that 58% of people believe that something like the Holocaust could happen again, with nearly as many, 52%, saying that it could happen in the United States today. The study also revealed a generational difference in the knowledge. For example, though 11% of all respondents either hadn't heard of the Holocaust or weren't sure if they had, that number was 22% among millennials. And while 41% of respondents overall did not know what Auschwitz was, that figure was 66% among millennials. So I think when you have a survey like that in mind, the the number of kind of Hitler comparisons with Trump, maybe that makes sense. Maybe millennials especially just don't know what he did. That's very possible, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and we even had, I know when uh, the whole question of um, detainment was coming up uh, in, with border security, people being separated from their children when they were being um, put into, I guess, detainment. And obviously we can't detain kids the same way we do adults. People were comparing that to a Nazi practice. Um, there, there was, of course, a big difference between trying to prevent people from entering a country and trying to prevent people from leaving a country and holding them because of their religious or ethnic affiliation. Um, but maybe, maybe these people genuinely don't know what that is. And I think I'm not sure which inclination is stronger for me, the willingness to believe that they are ignorant, which I think they are, or that maybe they're just maliciously lying, which I think they do. Maybe it's a bit of both. I think it's definitely a bit of both. I think that there's the ones at the top that do the mischaracterization and the ones that vote that just do whatever they say. And the most recent instance of, I think, people misusing the term Nazi and just applying it to someone that it doesn't apply to is the whole thing with the Covington students. Um, I mean, even if 
what the media was originally saying about them was true, that he had walked up to this Native American guy and was smirking in his face while wearing a MAGA hat. Um, That still doesn't make someone a Nazi. And actually, I mean, I've been called a Nazi sympathizer plenty of times being a conservative and being on social media. Um, That's actually one of the, I think, worst things I I would want to be called because it is a genuinely detestable ideology. And... I mean, I think part of getting away from this place where we equate anyone we don't like with Hitler is A, learning more about who Hitler actually was, of course, but also I think holding people accountable for when they misuse that term and slander people. So, you know, for example, with the Covington students, um, now they actually are going to be pursuing legal action against the people who had misattributed a certain ideology toward them, which I'm totally for. What I am surprised about, I guess, is that... um... Funnily enough, millennials seem to know very little about World War II or anything about the Holocaust. And I find that crazy, at least. I'm a huge Netflix watcher. There's like yeah. a billion World War II documentaries on there. I've seen them all. They're amazing. They're fun. You know? but, but this, what are they doing? The, the, the Time article actually said that there is no, I guess, national requirement for students to learn about World War II and the Holocaust. And I know when I went to public school for a little bit, that's not where I, what our history taught about. And I think... Um, most of even most of my knowledge as I, I went to good schools overall, but still most of my knowledge about World War Two, I think honestly comes from stuff like documentaries. I think schools have a, a lot of ways dropped the ball. And it's, you know, it's not just about the Holocaust, but even we did a, a video a while ago talking about socialism. And a lot of millennials also don't know who people like Mao Zedong are or Stalin or Lenin. And it's just like in general, as a generation, we are just very, very ignorant about world history and even even our own history and i think when when we see the resurgence of things like socialism uh like the people believing that nazism is alive again it really just speaks to how ignorant we are and it's it's so frustrating because millennials uh we're on paper one of the most educated generations in a long time the number of millennials that have degrees and advanced degrees is super high when we when we look at our parents or our grandparents but it's like we're not really learning anything of value. We're just being indoctrinated. And when it comes to actual things that have happened where millions of people have died, it's like, we, we don't know. It's, I mean, if it's not on MTV, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I guess that brings up kind of the age old saying or trope, even, I guess that, uh, those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. And let's hope that with a little bit more education that we can kind of, uh, change the course of things. Mm -hmm. And I think when, when we look at groups like Antifa as, you know, strongly as they speak out against, quote, fascism, the behaviors they themselves are, I guess, displaying all in the name of stamping out fascism. It's looking very authoritarian. I saw someone um, the other day on Twitter try to find the tweet so we can pull it up for you. Um, They called Winston Churchill a white supremacist and fascist. And it's like, if there's ever a person in history you can say fought against fascism, Winston Churchill would probably be at at the top or very near the top of that. It's like you don't you don't know what you're saying. And I think another area where I'm just like these people don't know what they're talking about is the attempt to try to qualify uh, free speech advocation as a fascist principle. Um, that is so so backwards. But we see that all the time. That uh, you know if, if you're someone who stands up for free speech like Jordan Peterson or Dave Rubin, then you you. You get called a Nazi and a fascist, but guys, if there was one thing that the Nazis and the fascists were not keen on, it was free speech. It was letting the opposition voice their opinion, and it's these people are, 
I mean, they're a meme. I'm, it's really hard for me to believe they're not in some way controlled opposition for the right to make to make us look better in comparison. But I think that's all I have to say about this. And uh, I hope that this past weekend, you at least had a moment or two to reflect on all the atrocities that were committed during the Holocaust. And I think as a society, we, we really need to think about how how we're going to do better going forward, educating people because this is this is insanity. But thanks for watching and we'll see you guys next time.